This is the Scale with Psychology podcast, where you're going to optimize your psychology to exponentially scale your business and become the ultimate version of yourself. I'm your host, Ani Manian, widely known as the Mind Whisperer and trusted advisor and psychedelic therapist to the world's top entrepreneurs and leaders. And I believe that entrepreneurship is a mental game. And the main constraint in any business is not the strategies and tactics, but the psychology of the founder. And with each episode, I'm going to help you take your life in business to levels you never thought possible. If you're ready to play the game of life and business in God mode, then this is the podcast for you. Is not just a friend, but an absolute all-around phenomenal human being. He's the founder of the Life Changer Academy, and he has the distinction of helping over 1,100 coaches and fitness professionals create absolutely extraordinary full-time online businesses. This guy went from being homeless to having a seven-figure business in 18 months with absolutely no prior business experience. He's gained over 15 pounds of muscle in 30 days, and he has the best hair, both on top of his head and on his face, out of everyone I know. And this one might just might be a paid endorsement. <laughs> it is my absolute privilege, pleasure, and delight to present to you the one and only Sterling Griffin. Hello there. What's up, my man? Happy to be here with you. Let's freaking do this. You are literally, quite literally, the definition of limitless. And, you know, the whole reason why I started the show was to give people a tangible, concrete example of what's possible for them of just how extraordinary they can be and just how much of their own dormant potential can they express in this life. And you've served this out. You've acted out this principle in so many ways. Let's start with possibly the more eyebrow-raising story where you went from being homeless to building a seven-figure online empire. Tell us about that. Yeah, man. When I... When I decided to become an entrepreneur. I No one in my family had ever done what I'd set out to do. I didn't know anyone that was successful or that was financially abundant. That was just not a part of my background. None of my friends were that in that place in life. And so when I decided to become an entrepreneur, I was literally starting from the lowest depression, the lowest place in my life. At that time, I was a door-to-door salesperson, which I don't know if you know any door-to-door salespeople, but they do not like what they do. Okay. It is not that fun. It is hard as hell. And I was selling a product that I didn't totally believe in. I was selling solar panels to people's homes. But at that time, solar wasn't quite as cost efficient and as like obviously a better financial deal for the customer as it is today. So I was I was hesitant about it and I was really, really bad at sales. So if, if you think for a second, a door or salesperson only gets paid when they sell something. And I sucked at sales. The combination led to me going broke. (laughs) At one point, I was living in Southern California at the time. I could not afford the $250 a month rent to be the fifth person staying in a two-bedroom apartment with some friends of mine, where I was sleeping on the floor in the living room. I couldn't even afford that. So I had to move out and I moved into my Honda Accord. So I actually would end up sleeping in my car many nights 
after this process. Now, thankfully, I had some friends that would take me in from time to time, but many nights in SoCal, I, I was living that way. But yet, the most amazing thing that I remember about that time is that I met right at the same time I went homeless. I met a friend of mine who's a dear friend now. His name's Ryan, and he was an online fitness coach. He was the first online fitness coach that I'd ever met. And I met this guy. He's 19 years old. He's not particularly like, he doesn't have like an Instagram physique. You know what I'm saying? He's not like 230 pounds with 3% body fat. He's just like a guy that you'd look, he's like a normal looking guy, but he's a great trainer. So I ended up talking to him and he tells me about his business. He's working 15, 20 hours a week. He's got a tiny following, but he's still able to make four to $6,000 a month while traveling the world, working from his laptop. Now for you and me, Ani, it's like today, it's like, well, yeah, like working from home, duh. This is, this is so possible. People do it all the time. But at the time that was like, that was so mind blowing to me that you could get paid from a laptop or from your cell phone. And so as soon as I heard it, I was like, well, fuck it. If this guy can do it, I'm all the way in. I'm doing this thing. Let's go. I'm going to find a way to make it happen. So two months later, I had a surgery on my right knee on my ACL. And I was, I was staying at one of my mom's friend's houses. She was helping me recover for a few days as I came back from the surgery. And it, by this time, I was literally, I had no money enough to even eat that week. I did no money left in my bank account. I had like, I think $49 in my bank account at this time. And so I'm like, well, shit, I can't even go out and try and knock on doors to sell my product for door-to-door sales. Now's the time. I've got, I've got to sell something online right now or else I'm not going to be able to eat. So talk about motivation. So I ended up writing this long post on my Facebook profile. I had like 1,000, 1,200 friends at the time. And so I write this Facebook post and I'm like, hey, I'm opening up four new spots in my body transformation 12-week program. If you'd like to apply for one of my spots, you can comment below or message me. I made it sound like I had this thriving fitness business, right? This is my first, my first offer, my first post. And shockingly, some people reached out to me from that post because they'd seen my own personal physical transformation, which I'd made uh, the year before. And so people reached out. The next day, I got on the phone. My first my first attempt at this, I borrowed somebody else's sales script and I got on the phone. I closed the deal for $1,000 for eight weeks of fitness coaching. And I remember that moment. I remember that exact moment where that money hit my account and I realized that I'd made money just from an idea, that an idea literally out of thin air, out of nowhere. And that moment forever changed my life because it's like I can make money by what I think. I can make money by just dreaming things up and making them, turning them into reality. That's really what an entrepreneur does. They take a need, they dream up a solution and they sell it. And so from that moment on, I was totally addicted. And although I wasn't a very good entrepreneur for quite a few time, for quite a long time, and I still have so much to learn over three months, I, I tried to get a sale here, a sale there. It all changed for me. And I started to grow rapidly when I discovered the power of mentorship. When I started it, I started growing through the use of other people's experience. I've learned there's two ways you can learn. You can learn through your own experience, which is painful, time-consuming, and very expensive over time. Or you can learn through the experiences of others, which is expensive in the short term, but is much more profitable, much more valuable, much easier way to live over time. So over those first six months of, of being mentored, I made over $100,000 as a trainer, as an online trainer. And then after that, people started reaching out to me and they're like, well, hey, can you show me how to build a training business? And for a couple months, I was like, well, fuck no. Like you can figure it out your own damn self. These are my secrets that I've learned from all my mentors that I've invested in. I'm not going to share this with you. And so I went on for a few more months making like around 40 grand a month. But 
there came a point after several months and several people reaching out to me, so many people saying, Hey, I really want your help on this, that I was like, well, is there, is there an opportunity here for me to actually be of greater service to the world? And so what I realized is that if I help empower these trainers, these other fit pros to do what I've done successfully, the biggest winner is going to be the world here because they're going to be able to train more people than I could ever train myself individually. And of course, I'll benefit because they'll pay me to learn the business system that I developed. And so I just fell in love with trainers as like my favorite people to work with in the world, fit pros, health pros, gym owners. And so over the next three years, I've now, uh, or over the last three years, I've mentored over 1,100 uh, trainers, health coaches, gym owners to grow online businesses and create all the way up to seven figure online businesses in the fitness space. And so it's, it's been a massive, massive joy for me to get to do this, for me to get to work with other mentors because mentorship for me has been the biggest key to my going from nothing with no previous experience, with no friends that had done this before to now living a life. I work from home. I'm, I'm, I get to help people for a living. It's a dream come true, man. What we get to do, this is so it sometimes it still hits me. This is nuts. What we get to do. This is so cool. Like so many people dream of getting to do this. So I feel super blessed and, and definitely mentorship is what made it possible. One of the things I, I love about you is how much you love what you do. And it really feels that that is one of the core secrets to the amount of perseverance, to the amount of determination, to the amount of just fight that you've brought to your life. That's helped you catapult to, you know, living in very, very, very challenging circumstances, struggling literally for entire days, entire nights as you knocked on doors mm. and step into, you know, this version of yourself who's actually a completely different person. Tell me how different you are today than that person who used to knock on doors. You know what's amazing is there is there is one book that has really defined my personal transformation over the past five years since I, I became an entrepreneur roughly four and a half years ago from when we we're recording this podcast. I decided to go all in, switch from door to door to being a trainer. And there was one book that I read right before I made the switch that helped me have a vision for who I really wanted to become and who I needed to become to be successful in the way that I'd hoped to be. And that is the book I'm going to show you here on screen. It's The Success Principles by Jack Canfield. This book right here is the most important book I've ever read because in this book, Jack essentially lays out what, say, a father would give to a child if he was teaching them how the world actually works and what it takes for someone to have the life that they want. I remember the person that I was before I, I created my own business and, and started to have fulfillment within myself and who I'd become, that person complained a lot. That person blamed other people for their problems. They said it was, oh, it's your fault that I'm this way. It's your fault that I have this problem. When I was selling door-to-door, -door, I would frequently find myself saying, oh, it's because I didn't have enough, I didn't have enough mentorship. I didn't have enough people around me helping me. Okay. Or, oh, I would say, oh, these people, this is just a bad neighborhood that I'm stuck in, that I'm selling. It was always somebody else's fault. But that book, the first principle he teaches, there's, I think, 67 success principles in it. And the first principle is take 100% responsibility for your life. Is that everything that you have right now is your fault. 
And if you choose any other version, if you choose, oh, 99% is my fault, 5% or 10% is my fault, then that means you're giving your power away to somebody or something else. But when you say take 100% responsibility, my life is what it is because of choices and, and decisions that I've made by circumstances that I've created, then that means you get all the power back to create whatever life you want. I think the reason why I was able to change my life so quickly is because I truly embraced that principle. I truly said to myself, if I want a different life, then I am the only one that can have it. And the good news is, is that there are other people who've gone before me who have done equally or greater, more extraordinary things. I can look at them and say, if they can do it, I can do it. I think that unsuccessful people, people that don't have the life they want, or entrepreneurs that don't have the life yet that they want, are looking at people many times that are more successful than them. And they're saying, oh, that person, they just must be special. Uh, that, that person, they, they had the silver spoon fed to them. Or, oh, they had some advantage. They had some disadvantage. They didn't even say that person struggled in a way that I didn't have to struggle. And so that made them stronger than I am. They may make all sorts of excuses. But as soon as that person changes their mindset to, oh, that person could do it, that's evidence that it's possible for me too. Then they open up a whole new world of possibility. So I started early on, I started looking at people that were way more successful than me. And first of all, getting into conversations with them, getting into rooms with them, spending money with them so I could spend time with them, constantly doing this. I, I would travel across the country to meet for an hour with somebody that I respected. Literally, just for 30 minutes sometimes, just, just to be in the same room. I would do crazy shit because I knew that if I was going to change my expectation of what's possible, then I need, to, I need to normalize the experience of being around a successful person. I needed to feel how normal they were, not just how great they were. I needed to know how they were like me. And that way, I could have belief that I could create it too. So to answer your question. Something oh, stood out in what you said. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. You go, bro. You go. I want to make one, one point, right? Because I see a difference in saying you're 100% responsible for the circumstances of your life and whatever is happening to you is your fault versus whatever is happening for you right now, whatever is true in your life, in your business, is your choice. And I love the distinction between fault and choice because fault actually carries a lot of judgment, mm. right? And it's a, it's, a, it's a contraction because fault is how we were trained in a very Pavlovian way by society, by, by our parents, by you know, the media, because fault implies that you know, there's blame. Fault implies that you should have known better. But I really believe at a fundamental level that every human being is doing the best that they can, given the thinking that is real to them, given what they see as reality, right? And another thing you said was, you know, the world, the reality that you know, there is the one that you know, and there's the one that's actually true, mm. right? And yeah. people can argue that there is no one reality. It's a, we live in a subjective world every reality is a subjective reality and it's based on you know our our lens our filters based on our values our beliefs our experiences and so we literally live we don't live in one world we live in almost eight billion different worlds and what is at stake here 
is not success. It's not happiness. It's not joy. It's not money and all the things that, you know, the people who are listening possibly want. What's at stake here is moving between worlds, moving between realities, moving from the reality that you now know and accept as real and true and moving into one that represents all the things that you want because the things that you want don't exist in this reality. Mm. The things that you wanted, Sterling, in your case, didn't exist when you were knocking doors. It just wasn't real. You know, this whole idea of having a business and you said you you know you turned an idea into um a hundred thousand dollar year and forty thousand dollar months that started from a thought right and that that thought comes from what appears real so let's jump back into your story right and that that principle taking 100 responsibility is something that you embody so deeply now what else what else sort of helped what else was the difference between that version of you and this version of you, that, that world that appeared real and this world that appeared real? Well, another distinction which completely transformed my life at a, at, a very, at a very fundamental level was how I interpreted and responded to fear. So the way I would respond to fear when I was growing up, the way that it was modeled for me is what you're afraid of or what carries risk risk, I'm putting that in quotes for you, is something to be avoided. Take the sure thing rather than the unknown, right? My dad, my stepmom, people that I respected in my life, they all had steady jobs relatively. We were middle-class family. So it was like, take the, always take the sure thing, you know, bet, bet on, bet on a corporation rather than bet on your own abilities, Right. And one of the changes that I realized I needed to make is that if I was going to have, a, if I was going to accelerate my progress towards, towards a life of, of, um, develop, of maximizing myself personally, my, my favorite thing in life, let me just tell you, my greatest joy is in feeling that I'm personally growing more than more money, more than certainly more than more possessions or even more, you know, more acclaim or whatever else, fame or things like that is the feeling that I am better than I was yesterday. I need that feeling. I'm addicted to it. I want to be better tomorrow than I am today. And I think about it constantly. But one of the ways that you grow quickly, and Tim Tim Ferriss talks about this in his book, The 4-Hour Workweek, is you have to notice what things cause you to be uncomfortable, create discomfort for you, and do them anyway, or move towards them. You have to notice what brings up fear inside of you, and notice and interpret that fear not as something to be anxious about, but instead to be something that you're excited for. Anxiety and excitement are the same emotion interpreted differently. And so I started looking at opportunities to, to risk, whether that be when I when I when I hired my first coach, I was still I was still homeless. I was still living in my car at that time. Right? It's not like I had, it was $5,000 to invest in him. And I remember thinking to myself, well, I don't have this money, but at the same time, I'm not going to know how to get this kind of money if I don't go deeper into debt to learn these series of skills that he can offer me. So I'm going to bet on my own ability to take what I need from him and then obviously make the money back and then, and then grow from there. And so I went 
further into debt, made that investment. It was one of the most important investments of my life. Now, most, it, and I intentionally didn't tell people in my family or my friends at that time about that decision because I knew that from their mindset, it was absolutely bananas. It was crazy. Like it didn't make any sense to them from their background, from their set of experience, they couldn't perceive it as anything good. They would have judged it. But for the person that I knew that I wanted to become and the people that I wanted to be like, that's something they would do. They wouldn't think twice. And so I did. And I, and I felt that fear. And I was like, yes, this fear means that I'm growing more quickly than if I'd taken the surest route, the, the most certain route. Almost always certainty, something that you're familiar with is not going to create growth for you. And I'll speak, that's true for me anyway. If I'm certain about something, if, I, if something's predictable, if, if I know which way a, per, a thing is going to go, I'm not going to grow from that. I'm not going to become more from that. Therefore, I'm going to look for things that cause me to be uncomfortable, that bring up that fear. You and I, had, we had a conversation recently about um, me realizing that I love working with Fit Bros and I feel my brand needs to expand and I need to serve other kinds of people with other kinds of things. And I told you in confidence that like, I'm so fucking scared about doing that. I'm so scared to step out of a lane that I'm very comfortable in. I've, I've helped more fit bros create full-time online businesses than anyone else that I personally know in our space. And so I'm very comfortable here. I'm very comfortable, but I, at the same time, I know that for me to expand, to be the person that I know I want to be, to help people in the, in the way I know I'm capable of, I have to step into this great, big-ass new fear of serving other people in other kinds of ways. So that habit of looking for those things that cause me discomfort, that are meaningful to me. Because by the way, if I, was, if, if I wasn't deeply afraid, that would mean it's not meaningful to me in some way. Like the discomfort is a sign that is something that's important or valuable for me to step into. The person I was before would never see those things in that way, they'd be like, okay, stay, stay in the safety zone. I'm so glad I'm not that person anymore. And something that really strikes me is that for that person, getting here felt like the ultimate destination. Yeah. That's- but once you've gotten here, <laughs> now the game's changed. And I, I, and I see in you and I feel in you a really deep knowing of the fact that the game always changes. That that changing of the destination, that, change, that moving of the goalposts is what makes this fun, is what makes this a life worth living, is what gives us purpose, is what gives us the passion. Because right now, when you, when you consider who you were, when you were knocking on doors, this is potentially even further than the upper limit of what you would have dreamed of for yourself. So true. And if you, list, if you lean into that safety, if you listen to that voice that wants to talk you out of exploring your edges, exploring the, the fear, the discomfort, the uncertainty, then you could have a very, very, very comfortable life better than most people, right? You can make more money than you know, you'd ever previously dreamed of, but there's a part of you that wouldn't be fully alive. Mm. And what I see in you is a desire to live as deeply and as passionately as you possibly can, because what you're after is not the money. What you're after is not the fame. What you're after is not the 
all of these external things, what you're after is a sense of your own aliveness. Mm. And that aliveness comes from your relentless pursuit of a deeper knowing of yourself. And that comes from growth. Mm. Yeah, man, even and as you're talking, I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about like one of the most crucial elements to growth that I've found for myself personally is a practice called visualization. I'm sure it's something that you, well, I know that you're very, very familiar with it, if not practice it every day, but with visualization, one of the things I teach my students, cause I teach them a lot of mindset stuff. I teach them a lot of personal development because really entrepreneurship is just a personal development vehicle. That's what it is. It's, it's a way to grow personally and get paid for that process. And, um, and so I was talking with them about, about, how when you visualize, it's not enough to just think about the thing that you want. It's not enough to just even think about you living the life that you want. What you have to tap into when you visualize is the feeling that you'll experience when you have that new life. So for example, I tell my students, many of them, you know, they come to me and they're making three, four, five thousand dollars a month working a full-time job. And I say, imagine yourself making $30,000 a month, which is like just the farthest beyond anything that many of them have ever dreamed of. So imagine that a year from now. So not 10 or 20 years from now, like your parents might've told you it takes for you to get a much higher income, but imagine it a year from now. And then what I want you to notice is where you're sitting, who's around you. And the moment at which you realize this is your life, that you are not only making $30,000 in a month, but you are the kind of person that automatically and always makes at least that amount of money, okay? And that impacts people to such a level that you've easily earned it and that you've more than deserve it, deserved it by the value that you've brought to others. But take it a step further and start to feel into what it's like to have progressed personally that much? Do you feel proud of yourself? Do you feel confident in yourself now in a different way? Do you feel that confidence expand? Do you feel a greater sense of peace that you set a goal and you followed through and you achieved it? Tap into that feeling and then allow it to expand. Allow it to expand out from you. Then Start to look at the people close to you inside the visualization and see them experiencing that feeling with you. Experience them celebrating the achievement of this goal with you because them, you seeing them experiencing it too, will magnify the feeling for you. This is the purpose of relationships in our lives is to magnify our experience. So experience them feeling the same thing. And it is that feeling actually that we're chasing as entrepreneurs, as people that are growing, as people that have a vision of making the world a better place, that is all we're chasing. We're not chasing a thing. Like for me, I'm not chasing in a sense, more money, although I do want more money and I'm not ashamed of that. I want more money and I'm not ashamed and I want more money for my clients. I'm not ashamed of it because I want more impact for people, I want more happiness for other people. At the end of the day, what I really want is the feeling of having gotten those things or gotten them for others. I want that feeling. And the beautiful thing is that if you feel the feeling now, which you can have on demand, it's so cool how our minds work. You can have the feeling right now of the future you want to create 
And having the feeling now creates the motivation, creates the drive, creates the passion required to go out and make it real. You mentioned earlier, it's so obvious that you love what you do. Well, it's because I constantly imagine the completion, the fulfillment of the goal that I want and the person that I've become. And because I imagine I have the feeling and the feeling is what makes the motivation today to work my ass off. I wouldn't love what I do if I didn't see the end picture of where it's leading me, where it's taking me. And I think that's an essential process for anyone. It certainly is essential for me. And so while you're talking, I'm thinking, wow, maybe, maybe I need to imagine the feeling that I'm going to have in this next season of my life because I, I've, I've imagined the experience, but in this particular new thing, I've been afraid of feeling the feeling. Mm. And if I can step into feeling that feeling, this is just being honest. If I can step into feeling that feeling of the new season and the new expansion that I'm going to have, the new confidence, the new, the new peace, the new level of joy and fulfillment, then maybe I wouldn't, the fear wouldn't seem so big. It doesn't. It starts to shrink. And instead, what starts to expand is the motivation. So let's do it live. Let's do it right now. Okay. <laughs> How did I know this was going to go here? Okay. Let's play. Ani Mani and everybody. <laughs> so why don't you start describing and I'll I'll join you in this. I'll feel this with you. And let's amplify the power of that. And everyone listening will feel this with you too. So you could have potentially millions of people feeling this with you. <laughs> How powerful is that? That's powerful, man. So let's 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 let this vision for this new season of your life unfold with your words as you speak. The thing that maybe I'm I'm most excited about stepping into there's two there's two there's two pieces to my vision which are important to me. I love giving the gift of financial freedom to people. It's one of the joys, the greatest joys of my life because that personally was, was a freedom that I hadn't seen anyone else in my life have and has brought me so much joy in life that I didn't know was possible. But now in this next season, I want to give that gift to people that aren't just in my industry, in the fitness industry. I want to give that to the person that's working off at a, at a, at a nine to five at a great company, but they just know, Hey, I really want, I really want something for myself. I want something with my name on it. I want something with my ownership in it. I want to, I want to, I want to serve that person. I want to serve the person that is, is a coach for other kinds of entrepreneurs. You know, the, 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 the life coach, I want to help the, the agency owner. I want to help the, the marketer. I want to help the, the, the relationship coach or the whatever, like people that are influencers to people that I've never served before. I want to be a servant, a supporter for them to have real financial freedom and greater impact too. And so in this next season, I see like, I, I get most excited about seeing events where I have all those people coming in. It's just this big party. I've got friggin' amazing DJ playing like, I'm a huge fan of dubstep music, like dubstep dance music where there's the big beat drop and there's just so much music. It's basically like a club rave atmosphere that we just like have so much fucking fun. And I bring all my badass coach friends and leaders and speakers there to lead it with me. But 
I'm, I'm creating this as an experience, not just for people to get tactics, not just to get, oh, use this marketing campaign, use these words on a sales call, use these structure for your offers. But it's, it's really like a mindset transformation experience where people walk in feeling like they're one person and they leave feeling like they're superhuman. They're their own version of superhuman. That's what I get most excited about, that rock concert atmosphere for transformation where it's fun to get better at life. But not only do I want it on the business side, the business development side, but, and I shared this with you, I, th I think I shared this with you the other day, is like I want to have a whole arm to my company which helps people grow personally. Even people, that, of, and of course people that don't want to be entrepreneurs. They don't want to have their own business. They just want to enjoy, because most people are not meant to be entrepreneurs. Most people, that's not their calling. That's not their future, and that's okay. They shouldn't feel like they're wrong for not wanting that. But I want to help those people experience more vibrant energy and health. Like my, I feel like the thing that I am, that people mention to me the most is they say, Sterling, your energy. You know, I wish I had your energy. It's like, I want to give this energy to other people. There are specific things I do to cultivate it. Give that energy to more people. I want to help people in their relationships over time. I want to help them experience more love and connection and fulfillment because relationships are really what make a life good or bad. The quality of a person, and this is from Tony Robbins, the quality of your relationships is the quality of your life. It's so true. It's true for me. That's why for you're one of the people, Ani, in my life that this year, I've really made a concerted effort. I'm like, I want to be this person's friend. And I want to be a better friend to him than I've been to other people in my past. I haven't made, I haven't prioritized relationships and friendships in the past, but that's completely changed now. So I see myself developing people there. I see people giving people a deeper sense of spirituality and connection. Before I was a door-to-door -door salesperson, I was actually studying to be a pastor, a, a missionary um, in the Christian church. I was, a, I was a hardcore Christian at the time. And, um, and so I love the feeling of teaching people spiritual principles, teaching them how to, how to have a sense of purpose in their life, how to give themselves a sense of meaning and fulfillment, contribution back to the world. You know, I just got this image of you as a personal development pastor yeah and you doing personal development church service yeah yeah transformational sermons with instead of church music there's dubstep and there's oh, thousands shit. of people in the audience and everyone's having a great time and leaving profoundly transformed compared to when they walked in and this isn't just a one-time event this is this is this becomes people's practice. Yeah. And that becomes your pulpit. That's a very delicious dude. It feels good. Vision. It feels good. And it and it connects to a person that I I identified as and, and still feel that I identify as it for a long time. And I want to develop other quote unquote pastors. Like I want I want to create. Uh, personal development pastors, I mean, <laughs> like I want to help other people that want to be a spiritual lead <laughs> Bible studies. They want to, they want to lead personal development experiences for the people in their lives too. I just have got your tagline too. What is it? You want to hear your new tagline? Tell me, tell me. Bro. You are the new religion. Oh, oh shit, man. That's good. Because what I'm really like seeing in your story and your reality and everything you do is taking back the power. Mm. 
It's taking back the power from all these things that people might have given their power away to external constructs, other people, you know, corporations, things outside their control, and really taking back the power because at the core, people are so much more powerful than they realize. And that's what your story stands for. You are so much more powerful than you realize. Your future is so much bigger than you can see right now. And you're capable of so much more than appears real right now. Because you are the new religion. Thank you, bro. You know, it's funny. <laughs> I have to tell you this. I have to tell you this. So years ago, I, I had a really, really close friend. He's a beautiful person and um, someone that for many years was, was very, very close to me and actually helped me, worked with me at the beginning of my training business. He did some, some kind of personal assistant work for me on the side. And in my first year of business, he actually, one day, he just completely stopped talking to me, just disappeared. And he sent me a message um, a few days later. And it was really, it was really hard for me in, in the moment. But I'm going to tell you what's, what's funny about it in a minute. He sent me a message saying that he could no longer be friends with me because he felt that I was so profoundly influencing him that he was afraid he was losing his own sense of personal identity. And that felt very, very scary for him. He came from my past, my past prior to personal development. And what I learned through that process is that while I can love someone so deeply and I can want them to go on a path with me, they have to choose that for themselves. And if they don't, then I have to allow them to have their own have the life that they want for themselves. And I can't try and make them want anything else. But one of the things that he said, another year later, I, I continued to reach out to him and tried to repair that relationship. And he said, I was just asking for closure. You know, I was trying to get more information as to why he did this. And one of the reasons he sent me like a year, a year and a half later, is he said that he felt that I had all the characteristics of a megachurch pastor or a cult leader. And so while he, and he was clear about this, he said, well, I don't believe that you would use that power unethically. I'm afraid at the potential for that to become your level of influence. And it's like, I don't trust myself in the presence of someone that is that, it, it has that power. And so at first I was like, I was like, well, fuck, like, I hate that I lost your friendship over it. But then I was like, well, it's actually a compliment in one sense. Because it means that I have the ability, and, and this was Hitler, right? Like Hitler had profound influence ability. He just used it to destroy people. He used it to absolutely corrupt huge numbers of people and cause unspeakable atrocities like pain and suffering in the world. If he had used that in service to the world, the world would be a better place today. And so it's like, I'm glad I'm glad for that reflection because now I do want to use it in this way. I want to use it to help people come into more of who they feel they're destined to be. Help them become the person that they've always known. Everybody knows that there's some greater version of themselves that exists inside. It's just a question of whether they'll allow that person to come forth and rear its beautiful head. So I thought you'd appreciate that. It's like, I absolutely see this, see this for my future too. And I see the feeling, the joy that I had. One of my favorite, some of my favorite memories of my life, Ani, 
or was, was when I was speaking to churches, like huge churches before I, I made the transition out of the church, out of the Christian church. And just how I could bring, bring people these, um, these like powerful transformative experiences, because when you have that container of a church and you have the emotion that the music creates for somebody, like they can transform in like an hour, like really have a completely different experience of life. And so absolutely want to be able to give that to other people in the audience and then create new pulpits, quote unquote, for other people to, to have the same experience. What would that mean to you? <sighs> that would mean becoming my most authentic self. like real wholeness because I feel like there's a part of me that's been pushing away this side of me for fear of like living truly integrated. And I'm absolutely, I'm absolutely concerned at how powerful I know I can be. And like, I want to use that power responsibly, but I'm just afraid of stepping into it. And maybe that, maybe that, I don't know what you're feeling as you as you hear me say that. Maybe that sounds inauthentic or like bullshit or ego, but like I know that stepping into that version of myself is the most authentic thing that I can do and the thing that allows me to give the most to others. You know, I don't see the fear as inauthentic. I actually feel the fear and the that you're holding that fear in with me in this in this space as possibly the most authentic thing because you know my philosophy on fear is not that it's something to be afraid of it's something to be banished it's something to be exercised from our being because it's this evil thing that's standing in the way of all our dreams that fear is still a part of us that fear wants to be held. The fear is not the grim reaper, it's actually a, a puppy. And, you know, in, in the space of vulnerability, in the space of kindness, in the space of compassion, and in the space of being able to hold that fear with a certain level of intimacy that's challenging for most people you know what becomes available for us is that we're actually able to integrate that part of us that represents the fear into wholeness and that's what that fear wants that fear wants to be held by you that fear wants to be loved by you and that fear wants to be told that it's okay it's legitimate that it's it's not bad it wants a seat at the table so what would it be like for you right now to just allow that fear, the space to be here with us? I feel like my body's relaxing. Mm. Noticing areas where I'm tight 
my body and just feel myself relaxing said it like i'm not fighting myself yeah and like you said the presence of fear is actually a confirmation of you being in the right going in the right direction mm-hmm. not a warning sign or a stop sign or a detour sign and so as you welcome this fear in notice what happens to that dream that dream of leading a new way for people to relate themselves a new version of you know all the things that organized religion was supposed to provide but sort of lost its way because of you know all these different dynamics and greed and what it would mean to you to be the the pope of this new world order where people celebrate themselves people know themselves and become the fullest expression of themselves because you stand for what they can become for who they can become for how they can feel for how much joy and energy and positivity and freedom they could bring to their lives even if it doesn't feel real right now even if it just feels like a pipe dream yeah dude it's just it just means joy it just feels like joy feels like joy to give that to give that away and that's because it's available to all of us in limitless abundance mm. you know that's the that's the core principle behind abundance the more you give away the more we give away the more we have available to access mm. because we are not the source of the joy we are the container in which the joy is experienced you know i use this analogy with people the the faucet and the sink you know when we open the faucet when we open the tap in this world at least in this you know developed western civilization there's endless amount of water there's always water that will flow but the tap doesn't hold the water the tap isn't the source of the water the tap is just plugged into the mains where there's a virtually limitless supply of water and the tap's job is to just let it flow through and as human beings we think we need to hoard we need, we think we need to collect we think we need to accrue whether it's wealth whether it's love whether it's joy whether it's you know energy and so our fundamental misunderstanding of the nature of reality which is rooted in scarcity and lack causes us to contract so we can hold but when we realize that we are connected to the main and there's a limitless supply of money love joy happiness excitement energy passion purpose motivation inspiration then we can just open our taps and let it flow because the more that flows out of us the more that flows into us and we can be these channels through which transformation happens in the world regardless of what we do regardless of you know we're coaches advisors mentors 
You know, every single person can be the tap as soon as they realize that they're connected to the the source that is limitless. Mm. And that's how I see you. Man, I just appreciate how every time I talk with you, podcast or otherwise, and I know that your audience would say this, anyone that knows you would say this, is I always feel like I'm more mm. after talking with you. I always feel like there's some elevated version of me that just steps up. Every part of me just wants wants to acknowledge myself as more. So, man, thank you for thank you for being that gift in the world for everyone that knows you. It's cool because a lot of people are one way publicly. And then the more you get to know them, they're a little different. And not what you'd hoped. But you're the kind of person that the better that someone knows you, the more the more they appreciate you. The more beautiful they see you are, man. So credit to you on that. Thank you. That's possibly the most profound compliment I've ever received. And I really bask in the resonance of this intimacy that we've cultivated in this conversation. Yeah, man. It's, you know, I, I really feel like openness, vulnerability, and really letting someone in is the greatest sign of love. Mm. It's the greatest gift we can give to another human being is to allow them to know us, know the true us without the barriers, without the defensiveness, without the projection, without the need to seem, you know, like we've got it all figured out. Mm -hmm. And the degree to which you are in resonance with yourself, the degree to which you allow yourself to be seen, the degree to which you allow yourself to be open is, I think, what underpins the energy you use to transform people, to transform their businesses, to transform their lives. It's that, it's that same fundamental thing that shows up in your work that shows up in your passion that shows up in every other area of your life. And, you know, I'm so deeply appreciative of who you are and how you show up in the world and how you serve and how you allow yourself to be seen. Because to me, that is true courage. That is true strength. That is true passion. That is true aliveness. And I'm so excited for every life you touch and every life you are going to touch because they're about to receive a gift that's truly special. Mm. Mm. Thank you, man. So what would you tell someone who is listening to this conversation, who's feeling limited in some way in their life, they know there's something more for them. But, you know, it seems like they're trying to look through walls. Well, two things. First of all, listen to more of this podcast. Okay. It keeps hanging around Ani because he's going to break all your limits in time. And the second is related. Spend time around people that are doing unusual things. 
I think what's helped me more than anything else is I determined that I would be around people that were more successful than me. And by being around them, even if I didn't talk to them about specifically what they did, I could learn how they think. You're hanging around someone that's successful or that is limitless. They embody that. Then just in the way they talk about normal everyday stuff, you'll start to change your thinking too. And the biggest predictor of someone's mindset is going to be determined by the mindsets of those close to them. If you're feeling limited right now, I would bet it's because the people close to you don't expect much from their life. Whether it's they just think that you know, being overweight is because they got big bones <laughs> and not because of eating habits they have. That they're broke because the government's economic policy is keeping them from getting a job or making the money that they want to. It's the people that you're around think that they are stuck because of someone else and not because they've just chosen that. Then you're going to feel that way too. And it's honestly not your fault. It's just by being around them that you'll feel that way. So get around people that are doing something greater. And one of the best ways that I've found allows you to get closer to people that are more successful is to, first of all, acknowledge them, find things to acknowledge about people that you find are great because people want to be around people that acknowledge them. And then second of all, try and find some way to add value to their life. Send them a gift, leave a review on their podcast, you know, comment on their social media stuff so that boosts it in the rankings, find them a customer, do something that adds value to their life. You'll be connected to them because people want to be around people that add value to their life. That will break all your beliefs about how much, how many limits you have. And the other thing that I think is worth sharing is your veracity for learning. And, you know, a lot of your mentorship has been with people and, you know, engaging them and getting advice from them. But you also read a lot. You, you know, invest a lot of your time. In fact, most people think that, you know, for someone to build a seven-figure business and be so successful as you are, it must mean that you, you know, you just spend all your day working. But that's actually not true. Could you share a little bit about what it's like behind the scenes? So, in a sense, I believe that my work on myself is my work. So you could say I spend all my time working. In a sense, if you're talking about the time I spend on my in my own personal development, if you consider that working, then I do spend pretty much all my time working. I spend my time connecting with other people that are badass, though, too, including my girlfriend. But even that is developing myself in some way. It's all for a purpose. However, yeah, I mean, I, I read at least two books a week, every week, whether they be biographies or skill-based learning, wanting to learn some new tactic, some new strategy that'll help my business or help me personally, books on relationships. I spend probably five or so hours every week in courses, learning, implementing new material that I'm learning. And I also spend probably, probably like two or three hours a week just planning and thinking about the future. Every week, I think about who I want to become, what I want to learn, who I need to be around, what kind of deals I want to make, what I want to create. I spend a lot of time thinking about who I want to become. And so it doesn't like you becoming the person that makes a seven figure business or an eight figure business or is an amazing mother or is a super fit person with lots of energy or someone has great relationships. Like that won't happen 
through you just trying different random things day after day. It's going to happen through dedicated intention. You have to know the person that you want to become, and then you take steps daily towards either being around people that are that way or spending time learning through books and courses and coaches of people that are that way. So, yeah. I love that. What's one word you would use to describe who you are today? And I'll share with you the one word I would use to describe you today. You want me to go first? Yeah. Thank you, man. Um, the person I am today, dreamer. Mm. I'm a dreamer. The word I'm getting is relentless. Yeah. <laughs> what about the what about the person who embodies the vision that we touched in this conversation? Um, inspiration. Mm, I love that. Sterling, this has been an absolute delight. Such a pleasure. Um, I can't wait to have you back and continue this chat. In the meantime, where can people find you? Well, you're obviously listening to this on a podcast. I would love to have you come and hang out over on my podcast. It's just lifechangerpodcast.com, or you can search Life Changer, one word, in any pl podcast platform you listen to. And um, I mean, if, if you're if you're someone like Ani, send me a Facebook friend request, okay? Because <laughs> we'll be homies. Sterling Alexander Griffin on Facebook. I can say that anyone who comes in contact with you will probably end up richer, happier, more fulfilled, more free, and more powerful. So if you're listening to this, I really, really encourage you to connect with Sterling. He is an absolute force of nature. Sterling, it was such a pleasure to talk with you today, and I can't wait to pick this up soon. Thanks, man. I appreciate you. See you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you found value, please consider leaving a five-star review to allow the show to reach more people or share this episode via your social media channels. If you're an entrepreneur and want support in exponentially scaling your business, email me at ani at animanian.com.